So we're gonna have chapter two. We are gonna start with the reading of uh, motherfuckingwebsite.com. Motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> we didn't plan that. But <laughs> This is a motherfucking website and it's fucking perfect. Seriously, what the fuck else do you want? You probably build websites and think your shit is special. You think your 30 megabyte parallax active homepage is going to get you some fucking award banner you can glue to the top corner of your site. You think your 40 pound jQuery file and 83 polyfills give IE7 a boner because it finally has box shadow. Wrong, motherfucker. Let me describe your perfect ass website. Shit is lightweight and loads fast, fits on all your shitty screens, looks the same in all your shitty browsers. The motherfucker is accessible to every asshole that, that visits your site. Shit's legible and gets your fucking point across. In brackets, if you had one instead of just five MB pics of hipsters drinking coffee. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You are over-designing. Look at this shit. It's a motherfucking website. Why the fuck do you need to animate a fucking trendy-ass banner flag when I hover over that useless piece of shit? You spent hours on it and added 80 kilobytes to your fucking site, and some motherfucker jabbing at it on their iPad with fat sausage fingers will never see that shit. Not to mention blind people will never see that shit, but they don't see any of your shitty shit. You never knew it, but this is your perfect website. Here is why. It's fucking lightweight. This entire page weighs less than the gradient meshed Facebook logo on your fucking WordPress site. Did you seriously load 100 kilobytes of jQuery UI just so you could animate the fucking background color of a div? You loaded all seven front faces of a shitty web font just so you could say hi at a hundred pixel height at the beginning of your site, you piece of shit. It's responsive. You dumbass. You thought you needed media queries to be responsive, but no. Responsive means that it responds to whatever motherfucking screen size it's viewed on. This site doesn't care if you are on an iMac or a motherfucking Tamagotchi. It fucking works. Look at this shit. You can read it. That is, if you can read, motherfucker. It makes sense. It has motherfucking hierarchy. It's using HTML5 tags so you and your bitch-ass browser know what the fuck's in the f this fucking site. That's semantics, motherfucker. It has content on the fucking screen. Your site has three bylines and linked to your Dribble account, but you spread it over seven full screens and make me click some bobbing button to show me how cool the jQuery scroll to plugin is. Cross-browser compatibility? Load this motherfucker in Internet Explorer 6. I fucking dare you. This is a website. Look at it. You've never seen one before. Like the man who's never grown out his beard has no idea what his true natural state is, you have no fucking idea what a website is. All you have ever seen are shitty, skeuomorphic bastardization of what should be text communicating a fucking message. This is a real, naked website. Look at it. It's fucking beautiful. Yes, this is a fucking satire, you fuck. 
I'm not actually saying your shitty site should look like this. What I'm saying is that all the problems we have with websites are ones we create ourselves. Websites aren't broken by default. They are functional, high-performing and accessible. You break them, you son of a bitch. Good design is as little design as possible. From some German motherfucker. So we just read the motherfucking website. What so do we give, think about it? <laughs> maybe we should give a bit of context. Yeah. So this, we read out loud a website that you can find on motherfuckingwebsite.com. Other side. Yes. And this is the printed version of the website. And the website actually looks like that. So it's really default. It's just um, this uh, default serif typeface, Times New Roman. Uh, all the same, it's read like um, like a, um, a text, like a yeah. um, layout uh, default PDF, basically. It has bold titles and the lines are the same width as the page. It's yeah. very, it's very simple. It's the, m it's the most default um, layout you can find actually for a website. Yeah, and it's like the purpose is just to kind of just print or like t it's focused on leaning on the text as the main content. So it's basically pure HTML yeah, with no styling, which means it's really the skeleton of the website that's been shown. Mm -hmm. What do we think about the tone, actually? It's harsh. It's very aggressive, yeah. no? <laughs> it also like makes me think of like the person who made the website. There's lots of anger. There's a I lot of anger. Where it comes from. Which is also kind of like a remark is more coming from this like traditional formats of web development that this is how you should, how web development should be mm -hmm. that kind of really follows this format of uh, the physical publication mm -hmm. or like a book. A text should be neat. The more design you do, the more distance you create between content and the user mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah, there's no distraction at all. Yeah, exactly. But then there's like the content that is there is kind of like very banal in my opinion. Yeah. But I don't know, I'm also wondering, like, because a lot of web development today is still built on these ethics. Like, this mm -hmm. is kind of like, like, this is how you should build yeah. the website. This exactly. is also what this we... This is the, the origin of the website is these rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is also what we were taught when we started mm -hmm. coding, actually, that, like, it has to be lightweight, responsiveness. Of course, it fucking works. Um, it's accessible as well. Accessible. Also for people with disabilities. Yeah. Uh, so this website is mainly leaning on the idea that kind of promoting the idea that all websites must be lightweight, like there is no tomorrow. <laughs> 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 and then I'm thinking, well, but most websites are not actually, because actually today most websites use technological complexities. There's a lot of technological complexity underneath. There's a lot of plugins. But some technological <laughs> complexities are also made to made to make the websites more lightweight. Exactly. So like you need but some not, and it's a, it's yeah. a certain skill. Also. So already like applying more design. Uh, so for example, animation requires another technological or like digital tool that will make that animation light. You know, exactly. so like you need like optimization and everything. So in the end, also like a lightweight website can also apply the technological complexity, especially if it uses like content management system uh, servers. 
But the the last paragraph says, this is a website, look at it. You have never seen one before. That is also kind of like there's confusion in web development if you don't have a technically complex website. So like- It doesn't seem like a real website. It's not considered as a real website. Mm -hmm. It's just HTML, CSS, and mm -hmm. JavaScript. So then you're kind of like, you're not really a web developer mm -hmm. if you don't work with complex technologies mm -hmm. to deliver certain content. And I do like this point that like this is a website, even though also the same, it was built just like HTML, CSS. I'm sure this person also knows how to work with tech technical. Sure. technically complex tools but it's a website because it has a new url mm -hmm. it has a domain name it's hosted on a server and it yeah. has a simple just an html file but that makes a website that's yeah. basically the definition of a website exactly yeah but i wonder why is this like persisting ambiguity about what is like what makes a website like again we go back to the what is a website you know mm -hmm. And for us, we clearly defined it as memorable ones that we don't like question this uh, technologies and tools that are being used. But it's not the most important exactly. thing about uh, expression. For We're example. not impressed. Of and actually, I don't feel impressed by websites that use um, the newest technologies, the newest, yeah, the, the exactly. highest speed. But actually, can expression be technically complex? You know, like if you talk about creative websites that you kind of like, you're really so much focused on the content. And there is this like artistic urge, let's say, behind it. Like the previous example, what we saw from how I experienced web today. Mm -hmm. And this is also to me, can be considered as artistic expression. That's why it's For not sure. technically complicated because it's urgent, you know? Mm -hmm. That's why we have so many websites in the gutter that are mainly like artistic expression because they don't use advanced tools to then it's not, then it ceases to be an expression, mm -hmm. I have a feeling. Yeah, it's simple tools to make you shift also your your perception on the more global web that you are seeing, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like, a f not a footnote, but you know, you scroll, you have all your tabs open and then you you enter one website like that. Yeah. It makes you shift your perspective on the, the rest of the tabs, you know? Yeah, it's nice actually when the website <laughs> When the websites are loading and it also gives, um, it gives, uh, brings something to the user experience as well. Yeah, because we're almost not so used to it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, I must say, I really appreciate slow websites that take forever to load. Yeah. And where you're like, oh, okay, it's charging, charging. And then you end up opening other tabs and visiting faster websites just to wait for the slow websites to uh, to slow website to unfold and then you go back at it and you're like okay now it's ready and you yeah. you start to fantasize also oh what's gonna be on it it's just another um, um sense it's another sense of consumption it's another um, you have another relationship with time you know when those yeah. websites are so slow but do you really go back to the the slow websites? Yeah. Because for me, like, I think that's also why my browser is full of tabs, you know, because actually, I actually don't go back. I always go forward, forward in the Internet. Yeah, but then comes also this moment annoying. where you close the, the tabs and then you go back at it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah, shit, this website was so slow. And yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. OK, now it's here. OK, perfect. Let's now I, I dedicate my time for it. You know? Yeah. Another impulse that I have is the inspecting the website when it's slow. Mm. I guess it also comes from trying to understand what's what's wrong. How with come it. is it so yeah, slow? Like, why is it wrong? Or like inspecting the console and if it's giving out any errors. But then I also 
normally when I inspect the code, I'm not, I cannot be bothered to find out what's the what's wrong with this website. Mm. I'm always like go into the HTML and and mm. and check out the classes and how do the web developers express or like how do they classify certain things? I think that's so beautiful to kind of read from web developers if they have their own structure of their following like the tra the semantics you know yeah button is a btn mm -hmm. but a button can also be a heart <laughs> an eye i third eye third eye and also yeah. like i like to inspect and see the html and see if there are some hidden messages like hidden comments in the code because that's you can hide poems you can yeah. hide love letters you can hide also simple like usually this tool is made to to give instructions like oh this is how i made it this is the logic this behind code does this and stuff like that but you can also hide stuff in it which also can happen it can happen that it makes the website load uh, much much slower and that could also be a reason but isn't that beautiful if a website slows down because of uh, a it personal reflection on a website exactly. like from the web developer i was doing that actually a lot in in the first websites that i built i always say the poem and then i wouldn't say it to my clients and then i had to reveal it one day mm. because one client found out or oh, like yeah? inspected the code like, and then thanked me for poem? yeah and then thanked me for it and oh. and then i was like okay maybe it's a, i felt like it could be also a bit intrusive depends how the client also takes it you mm -hmm. know but and then i was like okay maybe i should inform them about uh, this urge <laughs> to put the poem <laughs> hidden in the code code yeah and i feel like this word just the the word inspect is quite yeah that says a lot about says something about mm. um the um, the language that's being used amongst web developers inspect has like this like detective vibe of like I'm gonna go through your code and find the cracks and yeah and it it really feels like looking for mistakes exactly. and it's always like when you explore something you're hunting mm -hmm. for mistakes and actually like that's the problem about a lot of like web developer communities mm -hmm. that's like it's really a race of uh, looking for bugs but not really about just exploring or like reading each other's code that can bring so much more than just looking for the bugs. Mm -hmm. It reminded, I mean, because me, I have a, a background in graphic design and it reminded me this uh, to these graphic designers who inspect books in bookshops or at events. Maybe that's why it, they called it inspect, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it all started from graphic design. Yeah, maybe. This thing of like um, taking a book touching it, smelling it, feeling the paper and trying to figure out, oh, is it fancy <laughs> paper? Uh, how ha what are the techniques? I mean, it comes out of curiosity, of course, and yeah. of, out of passion. But th there is really this thing of dissecting the, the book and understanding how it's made. Yeah, like touching, if, exactly. sensing. Like if it's um, handcrafted or if it's uh, manufactured. Yeah. And then at the end, you have the color phone where you can like really see who made it, how which typeface, etc., which led us to try to find similarities between websites and actual publications, because yeah. we thought there is a lot of um, connections. We can yeah, exactly. How to bring it back to the printed matter. So for yeah. the, this is a motherfucking website. We have, 
when looking at your book collection at home, <laughs> we found this one, which is if you remove the the cover, then it's the, like the other. Then website. it's really the motherfucking website. Because <laughs> this would be a landing page, otherwise. Yeah, we thought because this is promoting. It gives an illustration and uh, more information. So it's more like of a promotion. Like enter this book. Yeah, enter this book, open it, like like a landing page. Yeah, but we don't need it because yeah. the other one doesn't. So this, when we looked at it, it really looked like the default book, like almost the emoji book. It has this hardcover, it's just blue, it's thick. It's really like if you think of a book, that's a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, like what's your mental image of a book? That's what I would think of. It's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. like this with a hardcover. Yeah, and it's very much prioritizing the text. The legibility of the text. Yeah, exactly. And maybe it's not like exactly comparable to this is a motherfucking website because that's kind of like one page, one scroll. Yeah, and it's a manifest and of course yeah. it's different. But then it does have these elements, what we talked about before, that is like on top of the page, the title of the book, the page number, that can be also remind us of fixed entities on a website, like a menu, a hamburger menu, mm -hmm. header, footer, and certain kind of navigation that we can always kind of, if we get lost in the text we, and we are like, what what is this book that I'm reading? You can always come back home kind mm -hmm. of and read the title yeah so it's very classic like it's very rel related to the printed matter mm -hmm. this traditional way of publishing which is regardless interesting mm -hmm. we have another example so this one was great as well this would represent a heavy website <laughs> but more Literally. like looking technically at at how it's made because it has this is it leather or it's real oh, leather. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's plastic called plastic imitating leather, which seems also like a complicated technology to me. Yeah, ex that's coated. It's like fake. Coated leather. Yeah. Coated plastic. Coated in leather. And it's a collection of pins. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we just kind of want to refer to the complexities that we can read from from what's being inside. So. There's a lot of pins and then first of all there's this like template or like the mm -hmm. grid system. Yeah. That is the being repeated with the dots. Exactly. And there is like five of them. So let's imagine that it has five pages, mm -hmm. like a website, and then um content is being inserted in the grid. Yeah, this is the grid. Oh a surprise. And then we have the the holes where you can that obviously says only pins can fit here. Mm -hmm. It's really yeah, made for, it's pins. Really for pins. So then like the pins are defined also for this kind of container. And then there's so many different pins. There are glossy ones, there's matte Mat ones, one. colorful, colorless. Round square. Yeah, so in this grocery. case, like we can think of, of content as uh, the the only changing entity within this container. Yeah. Just like in websites, actually. We just and thought it was nice to look at a book like we look at a website. Yeah, exactly. Conceptual links yeah. are the best. And then we have... What do we have? What do we have? We wanted... Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we found also in your collection some more hybrid examples. So these are the two that we thought is kind of 
the main the what defines the web infrastructures today mostly like either technically complex mm-hmm. or very simple yeah i mean there are lots of other examples yeah, for example like those more like artist websites um sorry um like this this books that costs uh, that are super expensive because they have three different types of paper they have been printed with offset and another layer of uh, silk screen on top and it's all super complicated and handcrafted yeah i would say this is maybe the top you know the top technology yeah 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 if we would compare it to the web to a website yeah because it requires an expertise from different places from dif- like silk screen yeah. offset paper graphic designer so it's not made out of a template yeah 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 well these are and also content of course yeah yeah this is uh, my old portfolio <laughs> <laughs> printed version <laughs> and it's uh it's kind of i think i wanted to make some sort of a purse but also kind of like um a folder but basically it gives uh a bit of my experience in the beginning or my cv and then again gives it gives like uh, the list of my tire of my projects that i created probably during ritveld <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you would think that it's only two projects but actually there's more mm-hmm. <laughs> using the default <laughs> structure but messing exactly. around exactly so i thought this was a hybrid example mm-hmm. in terms of like i'm going to create a an optical illusion in my classification system how did you cut the pages was it i did hand? it by hand and you can see that some of them are not uh cut well but i kind of like that they're all a bit different mm-hmm. and you used what kind of paper do you remember i don't remember it's inkjet print i guess so it's basically you used all the tools from the computer room yeah exactly it. what Plus was this Yeah, and then this element would be something that kind of I don't know, I always kind of like to bring in these linking physical objects mm-hmm. um that have certain function into the print format. I guess yeah. It's common. <laughs> and then you would think that there's that's the mm. end, <laughs> but there's no, no. up to 13. <laughs> yeah, and then at 13 it really ends and it ends with a play yeah and it's funny because our second hybrid example is from this play is from this play it's a publication made by Clara Pastu <laughs> Pastu Pastu sorry it's fine <laughs> um so this was a a publication i also made during Ritveld because i show i saw Maisa's play with her collective called Skoke So it was a play happening um in the Wandelbunker, a bunker in uh, in a park in Amsterdam. And um I wanted to make a publication about it. So I asked them mm-hmm. if I could uh get access to the script of their play which I um did I really have access to it? I think I could only consult it in your classroom. Yeah, Th- yeah. you gave me some rules, <laughs> some conditions. And I had to sign a contract saying that I would not take out of your classroom any 
yeah. material, basically. And so it was limited access yeah, to the script. Yeah, of course, restrictions all the time. So I took <laughs> pictures of the script. And already very ironic at this time. You can't read anything from the pictures. Yeah. They're too small. And you signed with a ha ha ha. With a ha 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 signature. And then finally the script. <laughs> of the play so it's also like a sort of this, this was of actually the interview not the script because uh, we also yeah. had an interview you actually see, like Clara Skok, yeah. yeah now I remember but I love how well, you it made was not the script I could never have access to the script it was yeah, just exactly. all this like mystery around the script but yeah more, I was yeah. more asking about the play itself and yeah and then if you wanted to read the script you should go see the play basically yeah which, which was, was not, not happening <laughs> because anymore. you only did it once <laughs> But I really also like the thing about that play was that it was only meant to be, well, organized once and also for the occasion of Uncut in, in Rietveld as a reaction. And this publication also came as that gesture, yeah, you know, that it was kind of too. like, let's, uh, you basically made the publication of your enco en encounter with us and not a representation of our play. Yeah, not a literal trans and yeah, I translation. Really, yeah, and also like what I like about it is that if we think of this as the homepage of the website, that it keeps on changing. Like yeah. you can have this to be the homepage. You can have the script to be the homepage, but still mm -hmm. what I appreciate the most is this context, you know, that it kind of, it describes an encounter, not, mm -hmm. not a presentation, which actually most web development is based on today. Which also, like, that's kind of like the idea of hybridity here. Yeah. Of us. That's also like, I think we agreed so many times that websites can also just be made for, for one situation. Yeah. <laughs> encounter. And that can also be a web developer's encounter with a certain institution. Mm -hmm. And not like, okay, follow by the book and reading. It can also be an interpretation of the institution that mm -hmm. they're working with, for example. Exactly. Or the book that they're reading. Or yeah, it can be a response and not well. a digital translation of something. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is the, it's actually really interesting when this happens. When you have a physical event, for example, and then you have a digital presence that is that functions together with the yeah. with the physical physicality. Yeah. And we have one more example. The most radical example <laughs> today <laughs> is a little portrait of my father. Uh, in a frame. In a frame. Metallic frame. Metallic this, frame. I could really see a website out of this one. Yeah. Straight exactly. away. I'm glad he made it. Until here. Yeah, exactly. And then... Yeah, so also like if I think about this object, well, it has such a small function that it's just meant to host a very specific media file. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cute. And then it has, you can deconstruct it as well. So it could actually end up being a very complicated website if you consider all of the details that this object has, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but then it can also be like a very flat very simple technology behind just like okay like let's make a frame on top of an image that is just like basically a stack mm -hmm. in the interface and it's a bit like for example i found this this uh, object in your on your shelf yeah and you told me oh every time i look at it i'm i'm happy or something yeah or something i'm deeper than that but i feel something uh, 
a positive emotion yeah anyway. or something maybe more um, nostalgic and at the same time uh. at the same time it's also a funny clash having your serious dad's face in a heart you yeah know? exactly it has but something you also really charming made this remark that why can't a website be like a little love letter you know exactly and why not make a website for somebody as mm -hmm. an appreciation gesture, that you go you know? visit just like once maybe once a once a week or once a month and it's just a That it can also be like personal exchange between mm -hmm. two. It doesn't have to be like uh, asking for global audience mm -hmm. and, and, and users, you know? Yeah. So shall we have a little break? <laughs> 